Rio Hondo Prep Football is one of the best kept secrets in all of Southern California. As one of the smallest enrollments year in and year out, the Cares have won 14 CIF championships and have been one of the most successful programs throughout their history. Welcome to A Charge to Keep, the official podcast of Rio Hondo Prep Football. Bringing you the latest news and content from his alma mater, a CIF champion in 2001. From the class of 2003, here's your host, Matt Ursima. What's up, Rio Hondo Prep football fans? Happy victory Saturday to you as Rio Hondo Prep is headed to the semifinals in Division 9, the highest division uh, I should say lowest division, however you want to say it, uh, that Rio Hondo has ever been to this round of the playoffs. We've never been to the semifinals, I think, and maybe higher than division 12 or something like that. So uh, I could be wrong on that, but I know it's not never been a single digit division. So Rio Hondo prep, making some history, making some noise. The first semifinal since 2013, 10 years ago. What a night it was down in Orange County last night. And uh, man, if you weren't fired up from that speech and prayer from Coach Rocky Seto, who we started the show with uh, today, then uh, I don't know what to do. You better check your pulse because I don't think you're alive. I was ready to run through a wall uh, for Real Hondo Prep after hearing that. And I know the boys were as well. Very fitting to start the show off that way. And, uh, you know, we always start the show on the post game shows with. That uh, intro from Dr. Chris Alba, uh, optometrist by trade, but a PA announcer at night. He was in attendance last night. My good friend, Chris, who I've worked the uh, Rancho Cucamonga Quakes with and the Cal State Fullerton Titans with in baseball, uh, kind of up in the press box. So uh, he took in a, a Rio Hondo game for the first time. He loves rocking the Rio gear. So great seeing him. Saw some amazing uh, alumni out there again. BJ Jacobs was in attendance. The Ramos brothers, Ryan Westerbordy, Dave Diaz, Josh Gary, just to name a few. It was exciting, man, and it was a huge win for Real Hondo Prep as they advanced to the semifinals with a 22-13 to 13 win over the Orange High School Panthers, uh, a game that was kind of back and forth there early on, and kind of like Real Hondo does, they just, they just keep going. They keep working. They keep grinding and wear the other team down. Better shape, better condition, just kept fighting, and I thought it was a, a, a memorable victory for the Cares, a a, a, a team win, of course, but just a, a a win where there was just a ton of grit. You know, they could have quit at any time. Could have been, you know, they're getting pushed around. The the orange running game was kind of gashing them at times. They were missing some tackles, but they just kept with it. And uh, I told you guys as we went into the playoffs, there were going to be no easy walkthrough games. All those 40 to 14 games we had throughout the season, no more. They're not going to beat. All those teams are, are at home now. And um, we beat a good football team last night. I got to hand it to the Orange Panthers and their their rushing attack. Uh, they beat us through the air a little bit as well. Um, and defensively, they had a really good game plan to start the game. Kind of frustrated us offensively. We couldn't kind of get any kind of rhythm there in the first half. We had a decent scoring drive, but that was really about it. And the second half, I got to applaud the, the Rio coaching staff like I did last week. The offensive line, uh, again, made some adjustments. Coach Dave Drain down there working hard. Uh, you know, Randy Johnson, the offensive coordinator, they they found ways to improve the the offensive uh, running game there. And that was the difference really in the second half started with a four minute drive uh, in the second half that, that ended with a 
a rushing touchdown and uh, Caden Holcomb getting tough yards. Nate Curtis out on the perimeter really all night and Noah Penanari, man, doing what he does, just finishing runs. And then he had the huge uh, 38 yard touchdown run that put Rio Hondo up nine, uh, just kind of gashing the left side there. Great block by great blocks by the O-line just to show that speed. And kind of, it was like, wow, here we go. You know, taking that nine point lead with four minutes left. That was pretty much uh, all she wrote. Uh, Josh Curtis with the interception, that he could have taken to the crib, to the to the zone, as uh, the kids say these days, but took a knee at approximately the three-yard line to uh, run out the clock with about a minute 34 left. And we've seen this before. We saw that before, I should say, from uh, Damian Diaz at Charter Oak back in 2021. And, uh, you know, it's just interesting. That would have been Josh Curtis's first high school touchdown. So for him to do that uh, speaks volumes as to the character of him and, and so many of his teammates just – Thinking ahead, even in that moment, I, I honestly, I couldn't do that. I would have scored. I would have been so fired up, maybe a fist pump or two. But um, these kids, man, they play hard. They play smart. They're coached up. They they are coachable themselves. It was really fun to see. And I get to experience it. I get, again, I mentioned with Chris Albaugh, my brother, was in attendance as uh, he lives down in Orange County. It was great seeing him and hanging out with him, the uh, 2005 CIF champion that, that he is. So, just a, a fun evening all around as uh, as our most real Hondo wins. And I can't say enough about the the character and the grit of this team. Um, you know, Dave Guerrero, uh, who does the video on the sideline, and he had a ton of great uh, posting of clips and things. He had great things to say uh, about about the team. When we were chatting this morning, he just said, this this group is special. And I was like, yeah, I totally agree. They, they get down, but they're not, they don't get, they don't hang their head. They just, they just keep playing and they represent real Hondo football so so well and i want to read a, a tweet that uh fred robledo uh tweeted out uh after seeing the the josh curtis um the josh curtis interception you can't call it a pick six uh, the pick we gotta come up a name with it if this is gonna be our thing now to intercept a, to seal a game and take it a knee at the you know inside the five yard line we gotta come up with a a, a way to do it i guess the care way I, I don't i don't know i don't know how to uh to say it but a tweet from fred robledo regarding the Rio Hondo win. Uh, and he, he just retweeted something else I, I put out uh, regarding uh, us being in the semifinals for the first time uh, in 10 years. So thank you to Fred of the SGV, as there are only three teams remaining in the San Gabriel Valley, uh, West Camina, Charter Oak, and Rio Hondo Prep, respectively. So uh, what did, let me see, Fred had a nice comment about Rio Hondo Prep and just kind of uh, end that play. He said, you want to know what winning with class and integrity looks like? Joshua Curtis could have ran his interception into the end zone, but he realized the game was won and he kneeled it at the one. To understand that in the moment says everything about Rio Hondo prep football. Couldn't agree uh, more. And yeah, I mean, I, again, props to Josh. I would have run it. I would have. I would have. I would have taken it in, Josh. That would have put us up if we kick the extra point by sixteen, which is still. Hey, theoretically, two possessions, and uh, if Orange scores quick, gets it onside, and scores again, um, you know, you just you never you never know what could happen in high school football. So uh, the way it ended, we took a knee, and the game was over. So props to Josh, props to the Real Hondo uh, Prep football team on another huge win. And I want to applaud the crowd, man. You guys were fired up last night. I mean, uh, every big play, chanting defense, just you guys didn't quit, and I and I appreciate that so much. 
we were fired up on the sideline. The boys were receiving it well. Uh, I was down there in my trench coat running around like uh, like dark dark man. If you if, if anybody remember that '90s movie reference, uh, looking like uh, the Peaky Blinders down there with my my getup and such. But just so much emotion that went into it. The crowd was phenomenal. So bring that in. Rest up, rest up, guys. Six more days to rest up. Rest those lungs as uh, another. Another road trip, the Rio Hondo Road Warriors. We are ready to go, and uh, I'm I'm already coming uh, coming up with a. <clears throat> you can tell I'm a little. I can I can look a little under the weather, right? A little bit, maybe. I will be Friday. I'll tell you that much, because uh, I am not going to be late to the Rio Hondo semifinal. We got to uh, get there early, much like the crowd did last night, and uh, show up in force and and turn that into a home game. Just just Riverside County, no big deal. Just a little bus trip. No, you know, wouldn't have it any other way. And as Coach Carson said in the locker room last night, nobody does the road like us. And I was like, that's how you turn it. That's how, oh, how come we don't get any home games with the number one seed? No, no, take, wear like a badge of honor. Hey man, it's a time to get out of school early, get out of work early, and let's go party. Let's go, let's go, let's go play some real football in the postseason and have a good time. You know what I'm saying? So props to the crowd, to everyone. And I implore everybody here, if you have not made it out to a game yet and you're kind of like, on the fence or whatever. I, I want to tell everyone right now, we need every man, woman, and child we can this Friday at uh, El Medina High School out there in Moreno Valley. I know it's far. I know it's annoying fighting traffic. I know, you know, it's expensive. What is not expensive, but we need you, man. We need, I mean, this is the first time in 10 years we've been in the semifinals. I implore all the real Hondo faithful, faithful, uh, the families, the, um, the, the alumni who maybe have like all year been watching and kind of like, ah, should I get to this game? Because you know what? If you get to this game and we win and Real Hondo goes to the finals, you're going to want to go to the next one. So uh, only one guaranteed game left. Let's get out there, man. Come on. Come on. What, what do you got? I mean, it's Thanksgiving weekend. The next weekend, I know it's a sick day on a Friday or maybe you don't got to even miss work, but fight that traffic, get there, support your alma mater, man. That's what this is, podcast has been all about. And I've just been so honored to see the growth. I, I'm, I'm, I'm worked up, I'm emotional. I've had a lot of coffee this morning, but just fired up for this one, man. And to see these guys grow and to see them grind and ready, not not uh, you know, and not not show any fear. Just just play hard. How could you not root for a team like that, man? You know what? Your your USC Trojans or UCLA Bruins or whatever team you root for on Saturdays or Sundays, it's not the same as cheering for Rohando Prep and. You were at that game last night, you would feel that energy and you would feel that uh, that devotion. So get to this game Friday night. We'll talk about it. We'll have a pregame show. We might even have a couple of pregame shows uh, this week, but we'll get to all of that much later. We're going to bring on head coach Mark Carson today, as always, for his weekly appearance. And then we're going to talk with sophomore wide receiver and defensive back Tyler Dang, who... Uh, had himself a nice night last night, uh, breaking up some passes and, uh, you know, helping out in the, in the running game with some clutch key blocks. And we'll learn a little bit about him and kind of hear about what it was like playing in that huge game last night. Uh, it's uh, just another member of that great sophomore class. And we've heard from seniors and juniors. And, uh, you know, I just try to I'm trying to spread it out and talk to as many different guys as I can. So um, but appreciate Tyler Dan coming on. And I recorded with him actually before this. So you'll hear from him uh, shortly. But we'll get to head coach Mark Carson here and uh, just Relive the game from last night. Try to look at a bunch of plays. And I know the intro was a, rather long right now, but just full of emotion and fired up. So uh, get to the game on Friday, man. Semifinal at Vista Del Lago High School. Tell you all about uh, all that later on. But Real Hondo wins 22 to 13 uh, out in Orange County over the Orange Panthers. And now let's hear from our fearless leader, 
head coach Mark Carson to relive it all, the sights and sounds and uh, you know what it was like. What's it like going to the semifinals uh, for the first time in 10 years and for the first time ever in the highest division? Once again, our fearless leader, our eye of the tiger, head coach Mark Carson. All right, guys, we are now joined by head coach Mark Carson, our fearless leader, the eye of the tiger. And for the first time as a head coach, he is headed to the semifinals. What's going on, Coach Carson? Hey, Matt, nothing much. Um, happy Saturday. Happy Veterans Day to all our, our uh, RHP veterans out there and everybody who served. And uh, yeah, it's good to be going to the semis, baby. It's been a long-term goal for you, uh, you know, to not just go there, but beyond uh, once you took over as the head coach of uh, Rio Hondo Prep. So uh, it, it's, man, it's a special day for sure. Last night was a special night. Um, man, Mark, I, I mentioned this on Twitter and Facebook and everything that, you know, this is the first time Rio Hondo Prep has been to the semifinals in this high of a division, division nine, a single digit division, as Fred Robledo said on Twitter. Um, this is pretty special, man. Yeah, I, uh, I uh, a year ago, I drove by um, a Royal High School uh, on the semifinal weekend on a Friday. And I texted our, our coaches. I go, guys, if we're not playing a year from now, I'm going to kill myself. So I'm glad I'm still alive. Yes. Hey, we all are. We need, we need you coach. Hang in there, brother. Uh, no, yeah, I, I understand your sentiment for sure. Uh, yeah. you know, before we, before we get to the big win, as you mentioned, coach, uh, veterans day, which, uh, I know for real Hondo prep, uh, you know, especially our faithful, you know, there's tremendous respect for the military. And we always use this. You can't really coach football without some like military symbolism right or fighting spirit and this and that so i do real quick want to give a shout out to some rhp uh veterans uh past uh, present and and i'm sure listen i'm sure i'm gonna forget some people maybe you can help me out with it if we forget your name a thousand apologies but there's some great people from rio hondo and carrie Fleet who have served admirably and uh we want to make note of them uh bill lee comes to mind gary lunny ken drain uh, mm -hmm. Ben Jacobs, Navy SEAL, who was at the game last night, to name a few. Mm -hmm. Who do you got? Who do you got for me, Coach? Some veterans. Well, well I think home. Veterans Day includes those who are currently serving as well. Um, and so you got uh, past real football players, Dan Pastor, Jake Holgeen. Um, I actually texted both those guys yesterday. Uh, Dylan Davis. Dylan Davis was just um, finished his his training uh, for the Navy. And he just finished his boot camp, so to speak. His his dad sent sent me some pictures of his uh, graduation. Um, but yeah, there's so many out there. Uh, uh, yeah, like you said, I might forget some, but um, the old school guys, Mr. Reed. You know, he was in he was in the army, I think. Um, and so yeah, we've had Mr. quite a few. Mr. Dowd, Mr. Dowd was in the army. Or I think so. Yeah, I want to say so. so. I know Mr. Taylor. Uh, Mr. Mosier. I mean, guys, these are a uh, care yeah. youth league people. That's why I got my 1776 yeah. on here, coach. Uh, Cause veterans day. It's like, I don't know why we don't get the day off. And you think you'd think that would be a day that everyone gets off, but uh, you know, here we are yeah. recording a podcast. Who else? We got? <laughs> I'm trying to think of some more people. Uh, of course, Gary Lenny, Kendra, the kids and, had uh, the day off yesterday at school. So, Oh, did they? Oh yeah. Well, God yeah. bless real Honda prep. What are you going to say, man? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Love that. 
That is awesome. Well, happy Veterans Day to everyone out there. And, you know, Mark, uh, I, we say it all the time, guys going into the the service industry, whether it's as a, a teacher or as a nurse or police and fire and this and that. But, uh, you know, Real Hondo has a strong history of guys uh, putting on the red, white and blue uniform and uh, and serving, well, serving and, our uh, country. Yes, sir. You know what I what I find interesting? Manor 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 West Point, yeah. former yeah. teammate. Love you, Manor. Yeah. On the East yeah. Coast, supporting Rio. Um, what's, what's, what's amazing about so many of these guys, Mark, especially the older generation, um, and those no longer with it, you know, what's interesting to me about that is they, they never talked about it. You had to like, get it out of them. Like, Hey, what's yeah. the experience yeah, like? Yeah, they asked a lot of questions. Yeah. So humble, so much humility, uh, with real Honda yeah. prep, uh, carry fleet, you know, mi- military veterans. Yeah, for sure. I remember talking to Mr. Mosier on a summer trip once and yeah, you just started asking questions and then, yeah, he'd get into it, but yeah, you would never would have known. It's, um, it's crazy. Yeah. Humble guys. And yeah, Ben Jacobs, that you mentioned, great example. I mean, just, you know, stinking Navy SEAL, uh, crazy experiences, SEAL Team 6, all this stuff. And you don't talk about it, you know, unless you ask him. So it's real cool. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, he, he wants to talk real Honda football. And he was out there last night watching our boys in person. I mean, everyone wanted to be on that sideline, Coach. And there was very strict policies and everything, which we adhere <laughs> to. But, uh, man, I'll tell you this. Uh, I think I think we're going to have a quite a full alumni sideline this Friday out of Moreno Valley. I have no doubt we will get the uh, the fan base out there. I hope so. You got to take the day off. Take the day off. It, it is a drive. But, um, yes, we want to see a great turnout again Friday like we had uh, this week. And the guys could feel it, man. Coaches could feel it. Players could feel the support. And it does make a difference. Um, So anyone who can get out there, we want to see you out there. I think it wasn't just the numbers we had, Mark. I was impressed with our crowd being into the game. Our 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 boys were struggling at times, bending, not breaking. And the crowd could feel it. And they were, I mean, they were into it all game. Defense. Defense. The whole game. I mean, they were rallying. and, And I think the energy. Uh, hands down better than the, uh, the, the opponent across the sideline. Yeah. I think that was uh Larry Pollock's dad with the uh, little megaphone le- leading the defensive chance and stuff. That's what I heard after the game. Oh, good. It's cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, it definitely helps, man. And, well, you and made... the guys feel that they know those you... parents are up there, fans up there, encouraging them have their back. Yeah, I... It's the first time in 10 years Rio's been to a semifinal since 2013 and the highest division ever uh, for school history. So, I mean, I'm, I'm telling everyone, you, we got to get out there, take the day off, whatever. Like we want everyone at the, at the game after this, of course, but you can't get to there for, for this uh, until you finish right. this one. And so one step at a time, Hey, get to both games. If the, you know, if you're like, Oh, well, I mean, wait, no, let's, let's get out yeah. there and uh, love the alumni presence. Just the overall support. It was awesome. Yeah. And keep it up. Because, yeah, we definitely need it loud and proud. Get out there, make a day of it, get some food, right? We're ready, Coach. Hey, you're doing the hard work behind this. All we got to do is, is rest the voices, stay hydrated, <laughs> get, you know, all that good stuff. We'll we'll be ready to rock and roll. Exactly. Uh, Friday night. <laughs> um, uh, Mark, I want to ask you about uh, the game last night, of course, talk to you. Uh, before I get into the details of the game, I started the show today with Coach Rocky Settos. Uh, speech and prayer mm-hmm. before the game. Um, I thought a lot of people liked that, the behind the scenes stuff, hearing that. And uh, I got to tell you, I, I wasn't suited up, but I was ready to run through a wall for Real Hondo after hearing that. <laughs> yeah, Rocky has a way of bringing it, man. And um, he's been such a blessing to our, our program. Um, uh, multiple aspects, football, and then just the, the chaplain side where he ke- gets the guys um, spirits filled, you know, and, and uh, encourages them that way and so he's been great and last night was no different 
yeah, the funny thing is, you know, you guys have been doing that, you know, basically all year. And so some people are like, whoa, that's crazy. That's awesome. But yeah, it's, it's, it comes from a, it comes from a, a good heart. It comes from a, it's authentic. It's not, and it's not fake by any means. And this is the type of stuff when I heard Rocky Seto was going to be on the real staff that I knew he would bring to the table, a great addition to your excellent coaching staff. No doubt. Yeah. He's been awesome. Um, it's funny, even before the game, uh, the orange coaches were like, Hey man, uh, we, we, uh, we all want to meet Rocky because we, um, had in our tackling technique off his videos that he made, he made like a, uh, uh, it's called the shoulder tackling system. And he did a whole video series for USA football, uh, up in Seattle. Um, and so there, you know, it's kind of a very well-known thing and they, they thought it was cool. He was on our staff. The Hawk tackle, right? The Hawk tackle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For the Seahawks. Love it. Yeah. And you just look at him and you're just like, man, he's so calm, cool, collected, easy going. And then he gets yeah. in the locker room and it's like, whoa, here we go, baby. Yep. Yep. You could tell football is his ministry. Flips, that is a that switch. Yep. Woo. I love it. I love it. Um, Mark, before the game, it's no knock. I'm not bashing any other team or whatever, but I just, I take notice of these things, you know, uh, the orange is a quarterback. Hype Grand was out there uh, shirtless, throwing passes, you know, warming <laughs> up. I don't know if that was an intimidation thing. There was another player on their team who was basically in pajamas, kind of staying loose or whatever. It's, I'm not saying it was disrespectful, but I don't know. I just take notice and I'm like, all right, all right. That's how you guys roll. Real Hondo does things a little different than maybe other people. And I don't know. There was some I took notice of in pregame. Hey, you know what? I actually didn't have a problem with hype because while, while everyone was – um. You know, it was cool, cold, or not cold, but it was kind of colder than we're used to. I think he was trying to play a psychological game, so I can appreciate that. He's like, "Hey, it's cold. I'm yeah. just gonna go out, my, out my shirt." And so, and he balled out. You know, he he was a baller. Um, we got the better of them last night, but but uh, nothing but nothing but respect for him. And um, you know, if that's his thing. That's his thing. You know, it's all good. Well, and maybe I'm just a little jealous. I don't have the you know the six pack that. Uh, <laughs> When I was a right. quarterback back in the day. So yeah, yeah, if I had that physique, I'd probably be showing it off too. But yeah, we'll yeah. Get anyway. yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta rep it if you got it, dude. Hey, it's not about winning warm-ups, it's about winning winning the uh, <laughs> winning the battle up front. Uh man, Mark, what can we say? Uh, let's start things off just from the beginning, if you will. Um Orange went right up the field on you guys. Um, mm -hmm. a few big big plays. Me talking to the pregame show, basically saying, yeah, these guys run the ball a lot and, and we're going to stop the run. And then they hit us on a bomb and then their first touchdown is a, is a pass too. So I'm just like, okay, Matt, what do you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just just uh, shredding us on that first drive. Yeah. And uh, we got beat on a third and long. Um, Josh got beat on a kind of an underthrown ball. Maybe it was intentional. Maybe it wasn't. Um, but man, he responded the rest of the night and he was locked down the rest of the night, including the interception to seal the game. And then, of course, his fumble recovery, which was huge in the third quarter. So loved loved seeing the response from our, all our guys. Josh was a perfect example of it, though. Um, you get behind, you don't let that doubt creep in, right? And you just keep fighting, keep taking punches, and keep hitting back. Yeah, Rio answered uh, the first drive. We stalled uh, a fourth, fourth down, didn't get it. And then I thought your defense really stepped up in that second drive. We held orange on on four downs and uh they they did a some type of fake punt and we stopped them and that led to our eventually eventual score so i think if orange goes up the field and maybe takes a two possession uh two possession mm -hmm. score lead on you guys early in the game that could have been a, a little different scenario so you guys clamped down early in the game there yes definitely it was a um 
huge turnover on downs and and we knew the fake was a possibility um but man gutsy call on them to do it you know at that point in the game in that part of the field uh they must have saw something in, in how we were defending it but we were definitely ready for it and our guys uh tackled you know the punter who was also their quarterback three-star quarterback who's lightning quick and got him to the ground he was just short of it though that was huge absolutely yeah. right a big, a big turning point for sure. And, uh, you know, Mark, I want to say about the boy, you know, we knew Ardwan Morris was going to be a tough guy to tackle. I mean, he's thick, he's fast. Um, you know, he scored a touchdown and uh, had a huge long run, which we'll, we'll look at, but the boys just, they stayed relentless. They were taught, they missed tackles, but I'll tell you what, they, they jumped back up. They kept hitting, they kept hitting, they kept, they just kept at it. And eventually wore Morris down. I wish him, uh, I wish him well, and uh, of course his health and everything. But he was injured twice in the game, couldn't finish the game, and that was something you said to your team was, "Hey, their best player couldn't finish the game, but our guys did." And so right. that really had to had to stand out to your football team. Yeah, for sure. And um, talked to their coach. He said he's fine, but yeah, he played both ways. May not have done that most of the season. So that combined with us continually hitting him, whether. Um, on defense, of course, when he had the ball, but on offense too, when he was playing linebacker, making sure we're getting a body on him. Just to, again, wear him down. Yeah, it was. Uh, man, it was just. It was a game where at at any moment it felt like uh, Orange could pull away, and that they were going to. You know, after that big long run in the first quarter, it was like, oh man, they're going to break. An, they're going to break another one. Uh, but they never really did. You got. They gave up. You know, we gave up some chunks here and there, but overall, I mean, uh, we we did a decent job of just kind of keeping that game. Pretty low scoring. I want to look at the stats briefly here. Uh, Mark, you did outrush uh, Orange 214 to 192. They had more total yards than you guys, 267 to 242. So uh, I don't know. It's kind of like, hey, we kept them under 200 yards, which with that good football team, I think that's probably a success. Definitely. We'll take it. And the big one was the uh, plus two turnover. And uh, we tell our guys, we get plus three, we guarantee we'll win. Um, plus two. Uh, almost as good, and that was the biggest stat of the game. Two and huge Mark, takeaways. And, Mark, I want to highlight this because this is huge. You know, all season we've talked about penalties, and uh, yeah. there's been moments where you guys have struggled, but I thought Orange had some really sloppy moments. I've been looking at film all morning. Uh, most of the calls there against them were, were pretty righteous holds. Um, they were really having a tough time with Tafflinger and Holcomb, uh, a lot of blitzing and pressure. They were tackling our guys quite a bit. So 13 penalties for 90 yards. For Orange, mm -hmm. you guys, two penalties for 20 yards. I didn't love the pass interference call like you did either. So, uh, you know what? Hey, we'll take a bad call. Uh, only two penalties. Phenomenal work by you guys. Second week in a row, yeah. Two penalties in uh, our two playoff games. Just playing good, disciplined football. And, um, yeah, you're right. Their penalties came at some key moments. So, um, in the game with the smallest of margins, all that stuff adds up and really matters. And, you know, when you run the ball as much as you guys do, there could have been some frustrating moments where you maybe get lazy and grab and hold. But honestly, they had maybe four or five holding penalties that were were, were at key moments where they had some big yards. Uh, and and you guys, uh, I, I said before the game, if we if we can hold Ardwan Morris to 150 yards, I think we got a chance, which just sounds weird. I know. But uh, you guys held him to 152. Uh, your your uh, your stud Penanari had 100 yards. Nate Curtis just shy of uh, 100 and Colcom with some 25 yard uh, tough carries. Um, yeah, 150 yards, not great, but with that guy, oh, we'll take it. We'll take it, you know. And um, I thought our guys 
like you said, drew some holding calls, not just them making the penalty, but our guys drawing that, drawing those penalties because they're getting off blocks. They're pursuing relentlessly. They're running to the ball. And so, um, you know, sometimes you make the team uh, hold or, or do an illegal play because you're playing so well. So it works. It works that way. And, and as an official, I'll say that, you know, there's time guys say, oh, I mean, he's holding me. It's like, you have to, you have to show that you're being held. And if you kind of stop playing, honestly, when right. you're getting grabbed, it doesn't show it up as big. And, and my big thing with a holding penalty, for instance, was it's all about your feet. If you take away the guy, the, the defender's feet, you know, with mm-hmm. the grab and restrict, that is where I'm not saying he goes to the ground, but you, like he, his legs can't go where he wants to go. That is where you see more often than not uh, a holding fl- uh, flag come in. And so, right. yeah, your guys kind of the relentless pursuit is what drew a lot of those flags. Exactly. That's all about, yeah, running to the ball and not um, staying blocked, you know? And so if you just sit there and give up, then yeah, you're not going to get a call. But if you're running after the ball, you'll get those calls. No doubt. And, uh, you know, a few, few little defensive stats here. Uh, Nate Curtis with six solo tackles, uh, three unassisted. Uh, Andy Zhu, man, five solo tackles, three unassisted. Andy had a tough offside penalty last week. Uh, but Mark, I thought, I thought Andy, we don't talk a lot about him. Andy had a pretty good game last night defensively for you guys. Yeah. Andy's an amazing player. Um, he's just a headache for opposing offensive lines because he's so unconventional, you know, <laughs> he's not a big dude, but he's just so fast and he's, he's tough as nails and, um, he can get off blocks. He doesn't stay blocked and, um, does a great job running plays down from the backside or a guy who might have a five-yard gain. It's not expecting to get caught from behind by a D lineman who's that fast, and that limits kind of bigger plays too. So he did a great job. He's yeah, he's, great he, he's like one of those hybrid guys. You so many hybrid type of players, right? Guys who yeah. are could be a, a linebacker and a DB or a D lineman and a linebacker. Like that's kind of the real Honda way, if you will. So, uh, yeah, Andy, Andy did a great job. Uh, Mark at halftime. Did, I mean, honest, be honest with me here, coach. I mean, you gave up 13 in the first half. Did you really think you could shut these guys out in the second half? Um, no. Um, I mean, we thought we could, but we weren't sure we would. And so we, we had to, um, we schemed up a little few, few things differently, um, and changed, you know, went to a four man front a little bit more. Um, but we thought we had a beat on them and we thought we were in better shape. You know, or, or I'm not even better. We just knew what kind of shape we're in, and we knew we could play a four-quarter game. And mm-hmm. so that was kind of what we were hanging our hat on. And uh, we knew those, hey, we just expected those turnovers are going to come. And sure enough, they did. And the way we're moving the ball on offense, um, we knew if we could do that, it would be a good good thing. And um, something I wanted to say about Andy, that I was a Coach Corsini find. You know, and AJ's so good at personnel and finding guys um, that you might think, you know, thinking out of the box and finding guys that a role for a guy, um, like Andy, who you look at him, you don't think big time high school football player. You saw him walking on campus or whatever, but coach Corsini doesn't look at it guys that way. He, he looks at what they can bring and he's a real good talent, talent evaluator. So, um, credit AJ for getting Andy, um, on the field and, and coaching him up as a D line coach too. Hey, that's why he makes the big bucks there at Real Hondo Prep is the D-line uh, coach salary or whatever he's making. You know? Exactly, so, you know, the JV head coach, D, D, uh, D-line coach for varsity. Exactly. Well, 
And to give AJ some credit uh, too, I played with him briefly, uh, you know, back in the day. And, uh, you know, you look at AJ, wouldn't think he was one of the great defensive linemen in Rio history. So maybe he sees like, he understands, hey, guy may not look like a D lineman or this type of player, right. but it's just like, it ain't about what you look like. It's how you play. Exactly. Exactly. AJ gets that. So yeah, maybe that's something that, um, you know, allows him to see through uh, a guy's size or whatever and, and really see what kind of player he can be. Uh, I want to ask you briefly about just a couple strategy things here. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, the onside kick. You're up, you take the lead 15 13. Um, I don't know if it was in the game plan to kick it right to their best player to start the game again, uh, <laughs> which yeah. seems to be kind of our, our thing. But um, you did try an onside kick up 15 13. Uh, was it just trying to steal one there? Or maybe like, you know what? They've been returning it anyway. Um, let's just try something different. Yeah, no, we we were um, something we saw on film. We thought we could get it, and and if it, the kick was maybe three yards uh, to the left, we probably would have got it. Um, it was pretty well executed. We think we caught them by surprise, but yeah, it bounced right to one of their front line guys where we were aiming for in between him and the other guy. So um, didn't work out, but yeah, we were we felt the momentum and we were kind of going for the jugular there. Hey man, uh, hey that that uh, riverboat coach Carson, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> riverboat, riverboat gambler, um, riverboat Ron, yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, but yeah, and, and you know what, they didn't score the rest of the game, which was which is great. And yeah. the other strategy thing, I guess, we've seen you guys do this often, whether it's first quarter or whatever. When they go offside on the uh, PAT, you guys are like, yeah, we can get a yard and a half. So you went there, punched it in, got the early eight seven lead. Um, but my question, so we understand that two point try, when to do that, when to not. There was a moment in the third quarter when you took the lead on your opening drive. You went up 15-13. Was there any thought there to go up to maybe go up by three, or was it just kind of too early in the game to kind of yeah, play? Yeah, I think it was too early. Yeah, okay. had, had that been later in the game, um, we might have kicked the uh, or went for two to go up three, which means a field goal could only tie it. But that early in the game, we're just like, let's get the points. And our, our PAT unit, Josh, Yannick, and Alex have been, you know, super consistent. And so let's take the point. Yeah. And you'd already, you'd already st stolen a point theoretically. Right. You know, get, right. With the two point. And it actually. And they had missed it, one because they went for two. And so. Yeah, they we, felt we, pressure. We felt, right. And, and then when you guys, it's funny because it ended up working out because that long Noah Penanary touchdown to go up nine with four minutes left. It's like, okay, boom. We're feel up really scores. good. Yeah. You feel yeah. really good. So it, uh, it worked out. Yeah. These are the decisions that, you know, you either make, how many decisions Mark do you make in the moment or do you kind of make decisions maybe throughout the week in your preparation? Yeah. It's something um, we talked with uh, Rocky about and he said, he brought up Bill Walsh. He said, you want to make as many decisions as you can in the air conditioning of your office um, as opposed to in the moment, obviously football, you're making decisions every, every play, but if you can make decisions like that. And so, yeah, anything like that, when to go for two, when not, um, that's stuff we talk about during the week and, and are ready, ready for. That decision's already been made. You know, like that onside kick, yeah, we're just, you know, we're going to go for it. Um, if we scored, you know, we'd already made that decision at half. And so we're, you know, it's not like spur of the moment thing, but some of it is, but not some yeah. stuff like that. We're ready to decide. So being an, being a high school head coach is not like playing video games where you're making instant uh, act reactions. You're you're at. There's yeah. actually some work and thought that goes into these decisions, guys. Right. <laughs> all, all throughout the week, um, exactly. I loved your I loved your comment at the end of the game, telling the guys, "Hey, we're on the road again." 
And it wasn't like, oh man, we're on the road. It was like, nobody does the road better than us. And I was like, oh, oh, I like that. Like, yeah, let, let's go. It doesn't matter where we're playing. Let's go there and and dominate. Yeah. Yeah. We, we think we prepare for the road um, and, and our preparation, you know, playing anywhere, anyone, anytime, but just how we do it, you know, our organization, working with our school office, um, getting out of school early, traveling in style in our, in our coach bus, stopping to eat, getting there in plenty of time. You know, um, we think we do it better than anybody. So we welcome an, another, the challenge of a road trip. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. No, no complaining about, Oh, we're the number one seat. No, it's like, let's go. Yeah. Where, where, where do you want to play? Like anytime, anywhere, exactly. let's do it. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> exactly. Mark, let's Not look at some that We don't love playing at home. Not to say that we oh, don't no. love playing at home, but yeah. We love the black jerseys. We love the home field, yeah. but uh, yeah. Hey, we're not shying away. You name the battleground. We'll be there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, let me look at some plays here, Mark. Um, mm -hmm. There were so many I wrote down and and if, and if you got to go eventually here, that's fine. Uh, we're both kind of watching Ryan McCullough here uh, in the Cal game briefly. And then, uh, yeah, you know, USA is going to lose later. So we don't worry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> here was a few plays. Um, I pulled up. Let me see. Like this was right here. Uh, I think two fake plays punt. later. Two plays oh. later is the fake punt. I'm just going to run through a few, but this was kind of a, oh, you know, it is, is the fourth down play. Yeah. yeah. The fake punt early in the game, seven nothing lead. You bring the house. He gets around you, but you rally, man. Yeah, rally. And man, we were on the other sidelines. We're like, oh, did he get it? But yeah, our guys got there, um, did a good job bringing him down because he was quick, man. Slippery, slippery guy. Knocked yourselves over there. He needed he needed the big line, which was nice. He needed the thirty five, and you know yeah. he still got around us. But mostly, a lot of your tackles at uh, that last night, Mark, were just a bunch of dudes rallying. Yeah, swarming to the ball. The the piranhas. <laughs> piranhas. I, like. I was pulling my hair out a few times, like that. Some of your edge players, like, don't let him get to the numbers. Protect the sideline. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but that's good. Josh, Josh Curry's Curry coming up. Yeah, big time play right there. Uh, so I wrote a few things down here. Here was a thirty-four. This play seemed to be working for you guys a lot. A little toss to the left there with uh, Curtis. Yeah. Toss power. Yeah, RHP bread and butter, man. And I Nate, thought, Nate, yeah, Nate did a great job. He ran hard, man, as as all your guys do. But I, man, Caden Holcomb, not getting one guy, go getting another guy. Noah Penanari. I thought Mark that they did, they had a really good game plan on you guys early, how to stuff your run kind of, there was some frustration. They really did a good job of crashing the ends kind of on the sweep a little bit. You guys made mm -hmm. some adjustments there and we won't give anything away or whatever, but I thought the, the coaching staff really shined again this week in making some adjustments and really getting that running game going in the second half. Yeah, Randy, Dave, JT, they do a great job uh, figuring that stuff out. Um, you know, because, yeah, there's – we've seen it all over the years. You know, when you have the consistency of the staff like we do, we've seen it all. And so you say, all right, you can even recollect, man, this is what so-and-so did to stop us. And and so we we know how to block it. We can figure it out. Um, you know, whether or not the personnel is going to be good enough to get it done on our side or, or they're just too overpowering is another question. but. We know how to te technically attack it. So it's just so cool, the in kind of the institutional knowledge there. And, you know, you got the tablets on the sideline and, and all that. So 
Noah really finished this runoff here, taking on a DB who didn't want to appear. He, yeah, he makes the tackle, but Noah was kind of moving forward all night. Yeah, just say, man, ferocious runner, Noah Pittenary. We showed this play already in my interview with Tyler Dang, who's out here. Um, this is your first touchdown of the game. Again, that toss. And if you're going to play wide receiver at Real Hondo, man, you got you got to block. You got to know how to block. You got to be able to do it. And it's not always a DB you're blocking either. You know, it could, could be a a linebacker, defensive end. You never know. So um, those guys put their bodies on the line and get it done. And Tyler's a great example of that. Mark, I want to show uh, the, the Tyler Dang play here um, that, again, I showed in the interview with him already. But I thought this really summed up the night. My brother Sam made this comment that uh, this really showed that uh, Real Honda was not going to go quietly. Ardwan Morris, I don't know where he's playing college ball next year, but I I, I can uh, assure you he is. Tyler Dang, who's on the podcast today, he's way over here. And uh, Nate Curtis maybe is the guy who runs down Morris, but I, I got to applaud the effort here from Tyler Dang, your sophomore. Yeah. You're the corner opposite the play. We call that TD saver. And so Tyler, you know, he was definitely part of it. I don't know if, if – if Morris goes down, it's just by Nate, but both guys and Tyler is the opposite corner. And that's actually something we, we uh, practice, you know, in our pursuit drills, like they run opposite you corner. You're, you're the TD saver. And um, that's one of those plays that you'll, you'll reference um, next time we do that drill next summer or whatever, at the start of fall camp. Hey, this is why we do it guys. Remember Tyler in the orange game and, and stuff like that. So great to see that great hustle. Yeah, and and Orange ended up scoring anyway. But I, I to me, it's like, all right, you're you're you gotta. We're making you earn it, man. You're not gonna just yeah, uh, yeah, no easy ones. Yep. And who knows, you know that one another just one more hit that number five takes, and um, part of wearing them down. Let me see again. Trying to go through as many plays as possible. Here's another toss. We've seen that play. Oh, this was the fourth down play that. Um, you guys were just short on and, and Nate just trips up at the, like he gets clipped yeah, by somebody. Guy, yeah. Ah, oh, I was like, oh man, this play was for sure. Like three yards trips yeah. on pen and airy there. Yeah. Un unlucky there. And that's, again, that just adds, we're just trying to add to the drama of the night, Matt. We can't make it, <laughs> we can't make it too easy. Right. <laughs> hey, it's not too often. You guys are, what was this? Oh, and two on fourth down conversions. That's, that's I rare know. for you guys. Yeah. Especially. Just goes, yeah. It, yeah. it goes to show you what type of night it was though with, uh, Hey, this is uh this is real football. This is, this is not uh you know, we get everything easy type of game. Exactly. Exactly. This was a play second down. This may have been the, let me see. Oh, this is just, I wrote these down. There's some nice just coverage plays by Josh Curtis. who We'll mention here at the end uh, was right there on a ball. Thought he did yeah. a good job there. Yeah, I thought Elias Hart, freshman, had a good night, too. I'm really grown in the position, a, a tremendous athlete who's just getting better and better every down of football he plays. Yeah, Josh, just another great play for the night. Playing the ball, which is always good to see. And then this is a play by Tyler Dang, again, who we have on the podcast today. Um, play 78, here we go. Um, he makes a play. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. This is the uh, the sack, or should have been a sack. This kind of ended the first half. You guys ran two plays after this, but fourth and we'll call it 18 or so. Yeah. Colosio, man, big time uh, 
pursuit here and uh, incomplete pass. He's on the field, man. The guy can tackle, dude. The guy tackles. And tackling in space is not easy. And I want to applaud again, Tyler Dang at the top of your screen. He's step for step with their their wide receiver. There's nowhere to throw it. Right. Locking down. So we'll uh, fast forward here to a few more, a few more plays. Let me see. This is play 90. This is second. And I'm trying to remember why I wrote some of these down. Oh, this is Taffy. Taffy getting some, uh, don't call him Laffy Taffy coach. It's uh, Josh Tafflinger, Mr. Taffy there on the field. Joshua Tafflinger. Yep. Um, Really good catch. Ball was kind of low. Yeah. Behind him, but made a great catch there. I told, I said, I told Alex after the game, I was like, man, he, you know, he was just too wide open, I guess. Fired in there. Yeah. Sometimes ah. you're like, yeah, <laughs> I pulled the string a little bit. I don't know. It's all good. We love you, Alex. Uh, keep he made up, the, made the play. He made the play. This is a great run by Noah. Just kind of, oh, sorry. Jumped ahead there. Uh, we won't. Again, that look at Blast 33 and Noah. Makes the first guy, man. It never, it's never the first guy, Mark, with Noah. It's that MMA, man, UFC stuff, dude. He's so slippery. He just contorts his body and gets through there. I don't know how he does it. It's amazing. It's so amazing we agree. To watch. So we agree. All the quarterbacks need to wear number 12. We talked to, and then uh, all your running backs need to do some uh, MMA training uh, throughout. Yeah, mixed martial arts. I agree. Hey, I, I think so. We're going to incorporate that into our summer program. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> UFC 295 tonight. I'll be watching. Uh Caden Holcomb, you know, hey, 25 yards, but every one of his yards are always tough. Here's a touchdown that uh gave you guys the lead. And Mark, you never you never gave it back. Never relinquished it. And uh Caden's gonna get those tough yards. And you gotta remember Caden's like um involved in most of our run game lead blocking. So um while he might not be getting as many carries as the other guys, he's still as important. No doubt about it. Yeah, he's uh, hey, that Rohondo fullback position, man. Historically, one of the uh, sure. time, always important, big time positions. I'll uh, skip ahead now. Great job there, Caden to one twenty eight for those watching on YouTube and Rumble. Uh, just again, I jotted down a bunch of plays that we're just kind of blowing through here, and then we'll let you go eventually. Coach uh, was doing this, looking at this stuff last night. This was what a beautiful stadium, though, man. That the lighting it makes it look so. I know. I, this is a great really, film. Yeah. Really pops here. Here was a great play. I think overall defensively, you know, this kind of sums up. You guys were playing pretty good here. They pull around their, their, uh, both of their guards. Double pull. Yep. Nate gets a body. It's uh Colby coming around. Who is that? Andy Zeus fighting off a block. Yeah. Just, just being relentless there. And you love TFLs, yeah, right Colby. coach? Yep. Love it. Get, get him behind the six. Colby does a great job pursuing down the line of scrimmage. Um, Andy was right there. Nate, Nate Curtis again, right there, all over the place. And that was a play. No, I, I want to make notice of this. You know, again, not to show someone getting injured, but this was a play. It may have been the second time Morris went down, and it, again, it wasn't anything special. It was just that kind of relentless physicality with you guys. Looks like he rolled an ankle or something, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, he's a great player, great runner. Um, he was so fun to watch on film preparing for th- this game because uh, he makes so many great runs. So um glad to hit the guy to know he's okay, but yeah, no, he, he had some no tough yards as well. 
This was a play, Mark. Listen, I uh, I was kind of laughing about this. This was a fumble you guys wanted, uh, whether or not he was down or not. You know, it doesn't really matter. But uh, you guys are emotional, yeah. and it's it's again these little things that I love seeing. Tafflinger gets the fumble. He's trying to sell it, and uh, you know he does something, coach, that you coach up all the time, regardless of whether it's ours or not. He hands that ball to the official, and we play on. But I thought it was kind of funny. Watch this. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's cool though. Get the ball. That's ours. That's ours. Wait, we got it. All right. All right. Here you go. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's it's good. all those little things. Yep. Hey, practice it all the time. And let me tell. Let me ask you about Josh. I saw him last night after the game. Talked to him. That dude. I mean, every week he plays with passion. He was just. He had some big time uh, hits inside there. Dude. Dude was an animal and a warrior for you guys in the trenches last night. Yeah, Tafflinger. It's funny, man. He started kind of his career as a perimeter player and I just keeps moving further and further in um and just you know just uh you need a, you need a, a warrior in there like that someone who's tough and is gonna hit and mix it up and get off blocks be physical and can and you know withstand a full game at the point of attack whether it's on offense or defense tight end for us aren't going out for a lot of passes he's blocking most of the time so um nothing but great thing and positive things to say about Josh and his leadership and toughness no doubt. And this was, was this the following play. Oh, oh, I love this. This was the sack. This is another fourth down play. We talked about zoo already the, right here. Again, our, our big, huge uh, defensive end that Andy zoo is. And uh, if you look, look at the pursuit of not just your lineman, but the guys blitzing here, I thought this really summed up the night as far as rushing the passer, just a phenomenal relentless effort from all four guys rushing here. Yep. Getting after it. Thank you that who ends up getting him. Looks like Zoo and uh Caden and uh, Zach Burrow. Yeah. Zach Burrow comes yeah. in uh for cleanup. Yep. Yeah, great job there by Caden. And then even Burrow leaping over the pile so he didn't get a penalty. Smart. <laughs> Smart guy. But watch Andy, yeah. he kind of spins out of it, gets a piece, and then Caden, of course. Caden was getting held all night, but uh yeah, that play had us fired up because we stopped him at midfield here, still with just the two-point lead. And then it was uh, three plays later, coach, that uh, really cemented the game for you guys with Noah Penaneri, the 38-yard touchdown run to go up nine here. Yeah, hadn't got a lot of space for big runs all night and finally got into some green grass, open air. Man, it felt so good seeing him go in there. So it's a beautiful play, beautifully executed, great call by by Randy and great Finished by our O line. You see those guys, Gavia, Ivan, Brewer, Colby, Zach, and then Caden leaned the way. Um, and Noah, great run to daylight and get into the house. There's Ivan Dukach pulling through. Boom. And you can barely, you can't see it out here on film, coach. But there was some guy in a in a, uh, in a trench coat sprinting up the uh, field there with uh, with Penn and Ari went once he uh, once he hit daylight there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I uh, there's a great view of, of a, a fan cam. I think uh, the crowd really goes goes wild on this one as, uh, and we've seen this all over Twitter today. Honestly, with uh, Penn and Ari breaking this, it was just kind of like at that point you're like, all right, nine point lead with four minutes left. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do it. We're going to do it. Um, and then a couple plays here, just finish things out. Rally here. Boom. Josh Curtis, who we'll see here in a second, just 
making plays again, let him catch it underneath. No big deal, but tackle man, just tackle. And then, uh, I don't know what we're going to call this Mark from here on out. Um, Oh, this is more of a run play. This was the hit with Tafflinger. I was like, Ooh, he meets him in the hole here. You could hear this one from the sideline. Mm -hmm. Watch Taffy, the defensive end. Yep. Up top. They do a little shift on us. Yeah. And then Taff man, just he sheds a block and then bang. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Great hit. Great hit. That was, I mean, what can you, what can you say? And I think this is a dude with a, you know, who's been uh, physical all night, all, all year for you. And, yep. Uh, yep. Shed it and then bang. And he, he got up a little, you know, shook his head a little, but he is all right. <laughs> it's all good. Exactly. And then finally, Mark, I don't know what we got to call this. We got to come up with a name with this play because we've seen it now twice in real Hondo history uh, yeah. in two, in two playoff games. Um, Pick six would be ideal, but the, I don't know, the pick knee, the interception kneel down. I don't know what we, what we <laughs> yeah, call this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you going to call it? The game ceiling pick. I don't know. Yeah. I forgot a clever name. Josh makes a great play. Great break on the ball. Great read there. And then just the, the heady play. I mean, I don't know how many guys do that. Probably 99% of high school football players just run that in the end zone and celebrate and, which, which we you know, we the the chances of losing the game after that are probably very slim if he scores. But you know, two mess, two less minutes of of hard hitting football you have to withstand, and a a kickoff you don't have to go through. You know, just smart. You know, we just end the game, right? Well, well, let's do the math, Mark. You guys are up nine. He scores, yep. you kick you kick the extra point. I was never good at math, but that's a 16-point lead with a minute and a half left. Yeah, I know two, two scores or two scores. Yeah. Two scores, a, a, a score and an onside kick. We've seen crazier things happen in this crazy game Exactly, exactly. And so, and yeah, that means you have to go through the possible injuries of an onside kick. You know, it's always a crazy play. And so it's like, if they happen to score, so. And uh, while it might feel good, how's that? And Josh said, I still haven't scored a, a high school touchdown. Um, he gave up his only chance maybe of uh, this year or his career to score, or hopefully have a chance next year. We'll get him one, but, and such an unselfish play, smart, unselfish, heady play. So I, was awesome. I just, I'm, I'm telling you right now, Mark, I tried to pride myself in being a very smart player. I don't know that I would have thought of that in the moment and, and especially <laughs> not, would have never had a touchdown before, Coach. I'm taking that to the house. I'm sorry. So, Josh Curtis, you're a, you're a better man than me. I know. What a saint, man. What a saint. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think John Lee commented and said something of that nature. Like, these kids are so much better than I am because I would have run that in with a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, you know, chuck the ball. Like, eh, you know. But, yeah. This smart. You're right. Kept it. Still a two-score game. And just smart play, dude. Just, I don't know what to say. And Fred Robledo commented on Twitter said something like, I, I can't say, you know, basically I can't say it enough, like how impressive this is. And it, this, this tells you all you need to know about real Hondo football to think of that in that moment too. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that, but that's, that's cool, man. Fred, Fred's always got our back and, uh, uh, appreciate hearing that from Fred and yeah, just, uh, yeah, a great example. What's interesting. I asked Josh about it, obviously after the game, Mark, this this 
is another thing special about real football. Josh said, let's see, he's a junior now. So he was a freshman two years ago, right? Yeah. And um, he said, yeah, I saw Damian Diaz do that two years ago. And what it said to me was someone's always watching with everything yeah. we're doing, whether it's a little kid, a junior high guy or a freshman, like he yeah. remembered that. And the moment he got the opportunity to do that two years later, he did it because he's like, yeah, this is the real Hondo way. Yeah. Just paying attention, dude. That's tremendous. Cause it's not like we have a PowerPoint meeting about what to do if you get the <laughs> last second, inter- you know, up by, Hey guys, if you're up two scores and do this, if you're up one score, you know, you know, and so, yeah, exactly. He just, institutional knowledge go back to that is awesome and we you and i talked about that once was it mojave or so, a salesian this act that actually yeah. happened right in a playoff game yep they could have kneeled the game out but the guy scored um we're only up by seven and the other team got it back um scored with like the last play of the game two-point conversion and won it so i seen it happen it can happen. Uh, the vic- yeah. winning game, finishing games in the victory formation is a, is a is a comfortable feeling. We will say exactly. Right? No better feeling, man. I'm telling you. To quote Fred exactly, he said, "You want to know what winning with class and integrity looks like." Joshua Curtis could have ran in his interception to the end zone, but he realized the game was won and kneeled it at the one. To understand that in the moment says everything about real Hondo prep football. That's awesome. That's cool, man. man. Thanks, Fred. Yeah. Fred That's cool. And great, great coverage, Mark. And I said after the win against uh, Torrance, I think, a few weeks ago, like, hey, do you hear us now? And I think, uh, hey, with only West Covina and Charter Oak left in the San Gabriel Valley, Real Hondo Prep is uh, one of the three remaining. And I think that's pretty that's cool. cool. That is cool, man. It's awesome. Happy for our guys. I'm happy for you, Coach. I know how much time you put into this. Your first semifinal as head coach of this football team. And uh, I know you have huge respect for everyone who's been the head coach at Rio, whether it's Mr. Dowd, Mr. Johnson, or Mr. Drain. So uh, this is, this is a big one for you too, man. Congrats on uh, you and your team. Yeah. It means a lot, but yeah, it's, it's football is a, a definitely a team effort. You know, there's so many people yourself included who pour into this program and um, make it happen, you know, and too many to name, but parents, teachers, administrators, all the coaches, um, support, personnel, alumni. It, it takes a huge effort to win f- football consistently. And um, happy for our guys in our program that 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 they're getting the recognition they deserve um, and get to play. You know, there's, there's only a handful of teams, high school teams in America still playing football right now. We're one of them. So that's awesome. Well, we wish you uh wish you well next uh, Friday night. We will be there. Sir. The podcast, the fans will get uh, every man, woman, and child uh, available. We will get out there, Real Hondo Nation, and uh, we'll have some content throughout the week, Mark, uh, as it is kind of a special occasion. We'll have some that. Yeah, yeah, we'll be out at practice, maybe team dinner and some uh, some pregame show. You know, we'll, we'll have some, a couple different guests, and uh, this is a big big deal, as you said last night to the team. I love the locker room access, by the way. Thank you for that. You said, but uh, where was hey? Now it gets really fun. You know, yeah, <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. Semifinals, man, it's awesome. Let's go. Final four, not done yet. Let's keep going and uh, just keep doing what you're doing. And uh, can't wait for it, man. Thanks, Coach Carson, for joining me today. Oh, before I let you go, I like asking you about the guests we have coming on. Talk briefly about the uh-huh. player. 
Tyler Dang, uh, your sophomore DB and wide receiver on the podcast that actually already recorded with him. But uh, I mean, what do you got for uh, Tyler Dang? What he means to your football team? Great player. Um, again, yeah, one of our sophomores who um, was was kind of thrust onto the scene last year as a freshman and has done a great job this year. Um, really a lockdown corner for us. Um, great mental toughness. You know, he had he had some uh, not some great plays in our game last week, but came back to make the big one at the end, stopping the two point conversion, the PBU to, to end that, in that game. Um, and, you know, super talented in all areas, uh, probably the fastest guy on our team and um, not the biggest dude, but tough as nails, dude. So mentally tough and physically great guy, really good student. And um, just love having him on campus. And man, if you got the initials TD, I'm sorry, you're a football player, you know? <laughs> you got to play football. Exactly right. <laughs> Coach exactly Carson, right. En- enjoy the win, man. We look forward to uh, next week. I know you got a lot of work to do, but uh, man, this is a special time and uh, a very special group. And it's uh, it's all a tribute to uh, the man at the, uh, the head of the table and the head coach, Mark Carson. Thanks again, Marco Rio. We'll see you next week in the semifinals. Thanks, Matt. Always fun chatting with Coach Carson, especially after a victory here on the Charge to Keep podcast as Rio Hondo improves to 11-1 and one on the uh, on the season. That's pretty cool to uh, say, hey, 11-1. and one. Today's 11-11. Ones are wild here on the podcast. I don't know. I'm always coming up with, with something. Uh, Mr. Burl was sending me some stuff about uh, Panthers and uh, in, getting them in the zoo and Andy Zoo and how uh, – anyway, he had some, it's some funny comments. I love hearing from the fans um, just about – just about anything really. So to the fans out there, anytime you want to send me something, a, a text or and most of it through social media is better, especially videos and clips. Uh, we got some great comments there from uh, Dave Hong on the, uh, before, before the game, Ken Lee from up in uh, Idaho sending his love too. We want to hear from you guys this week. So send me your videos and things wishing this team. Well, well wishes. Um, and I will definitely get those out throughout the week, but just uh, as a, advertisement here on the podcast um we will have a little more content this week since it is the semifinals i'm going to try to get down to practice team dinner gets you some content there and we may have a couple different pregame shows that's the plan for now um definitely we'll have one but i don't know it's a big week just keep keep your eyes on your phone and your computer there'll be plenty of content on the charge to keep podcasts i have a few ideas and things i want to do so uh be ready be ready it's going to be a week full of content uh hopefully every day we'll have something or at least tuesday through through Friday, maybe something like that. But uh, I want to give you guys plenty of things to do. And um, hey, we know it may be a couple weeks, but let's let's go all in this week. All in each week, right? Just all in. Like this could be it. Here we go. So real Hondo Prep at the Vista Del Lago Ravens. Beat the Ravens. I like that uh, here um, for the semifinal. But anyway, it is the player segment time for the podcast as I already sat down with Tyler Dang uh, earlier today, but want you guys to hear it now as part of the Charge to Keep podcast. The sophomore wide receiver and defensive back uh, had some big plays for Real Hondo Prep last night and talked about it briefly and just getting to know a little bit about him as well as we've gotten to know a lot of the different players uh, on this football team. So uh, Tyler Dang, you see him out there wearing number two on Friday nights and uh, just a, another key contributor to uh, this football team. Let's go to it now. My conversation recorded earlier today with sophomore wide receiver and defensive back Tyler Dang. All right, we are now joined by sophomore defensive back and wide receiver Tyler Dang. He wears number two on Friday nights, and he is coming to us Saturday afternoon after a huge win 
for Real Hondo Prep last night. Tyler, man, first off, congrats. Uh, how you feeling uh, last night or after last night's big win? And uh, did you sleep well or and uh, just full of excitement? Thank you. Uh, felt amazing after the win. Everyone dancing in the locker room. And woke up a little sore today. Yeah. Hey, it's uh, to be uh, understood. Yeah, that was a physical game last night. And even a, a position like yours, uh, wide receiver and defensive back, uh, it was kind of no matter where you were where you were on the field uh you were hitting it was either hit or be hit and you had to do it for uh for four quarters talk to me about how physical that game was last night oh man one of the most physical games i played all year uh just cracking back on the linebackers oh that hurt a lot and um <laughs> trying to tackle their big running back yeah it was it was a team effort man you you couldn't uh, it seemed like not too many of you guys could bring him down one-on-one uh, -on -one. Uh, you guys just kept kept chopping away kept kept working hard uh, but man as a team you guys finished that game strongly um, you know we don't we hope he's not too injured or anything but he 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 couldn't finish the game so you guys as a team really wore him down did you kind of get a sense of that even though he was running for a lot of yards that hey man just keep just hang on just hang on just keep grinding oh yeah for sure all our linebackers did wonderful like Taffy Caden Nate Noah especially we just all surrounded him, just kept hitting him, and then I think we just wore him down. Definitely, man. You know, you do this conditioning in the summer and after practice, and, you know, it, I'm sure it can get, you know, monotonous or tiring, literally. But, you know, when you see a game like that, and even last week against St. Margaret's, you guys know that all the hard work you guys do, that it is paying off, and you can see it in the last two playoff wins, right? Yeah, absolutely. All the conditioning is all paying off. You know, Tyler, when you have a bunch of wins where you're kind of blowing teams out throughout the season and then all of a sudden the playoffs roll around and it's close games and it's maybe you guys didn't play for four quarters in these, those other games. You know, you guys came out and got the second string guys some work. I mean, it's it's got to be a, a huge difference in the playoffs, especially playing bigger schools and playing four quarters. But you guys seem like you're up to the challenge, even though you haven't really had to play four quarters most of the season. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um I would say most of us are ready for it. Uh, it's a big challenge, and the best part of it is really fun, competitive, and everything. Well, Tyler, I want to uh, I want to point a play out a couple of plays from you last night. Uh, I didn't talk to you about, but uh, this is uh, last night's game. Uh, we're looking at the screen here, if everyone can see. This was our first touchdown uh, with Nate Curtis getting in, and and we talked about the O line a lot. But this is a play where uh, wide receivers are real hondo. You don't just catch passes, but you got to be a blocker out there. So this was a play. Uh, again, you kind of set the edge here. You talked about cracking back. And here was you cracking down, just setting the edge. And Nate does the rest. You got some great teammates there uh, pulling around, Caden Holcomb, Colby Johnson. Uh, but it kind of started with you on the edge. And just plays like this, talk to me about what it's like blocking in the real hondo running game. Uh, Mr. Johnson. He's always like worried about the penetration and he was worried about, I think, 44 or nine. Mm -hmm. And he just like wanted to make sure we get down on those guys every single play, make sure to get the right guy and crack. And yeah, I just that night, I just felt like I just had to do my job and try to get everyone in the end zone or Nate and no in the end zone. Well, and what's interesting uh, on that note, you know, sometimes as a wide receiver too, it's not necessarily about a big hit or anything. It's just get in the way. And sometimes you can only get a quick little hit on a guy 
and then uh, that that could be just it. So it's all it's a kind of about quickness when you're blocking as a wide receiver, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm not like the biggest guy out there. I'm probably like one of the smallest, way the like the less, but just like getting in front of the guy and like make sure to like hit him enough where he doesn't get to a running backs. Yeah. Well, there was another play uh, you had a few plays later that I want to talk about, and it's not too often we show kind of a a uh, you know a big time play from the opposing team, but to me, I felt that this play really mattered. This was right after you guys took an eight to seven lead. Uh, Ardwan Morris is their running back, and uh, I think you, you found this out pretty quick that this dude's pretty fast. But I want to point out you you're way over here, and uh, I know they eventually scored on this, but. You chased down Mr. Ardwan Morris and, uh, you know, didn't let him score. I thought this set the tone, really, for the Rio defense. Here you come from the top of your screen. I thought he was going to break away from you, Tyler, but you caught him, man. Oh, no, that was all Nate. That was all Nate. He <laughs> caught him by the legs, and I just jumped on him. <laughs> I think you and Nate, because Nate's the fastest dude on the team. Oh, but Nate is the fastest, yes. Nate's coming. Who was that? Noah's coming. But, man, you just look like you're – just throwing everything you have Nate Nate trips him up and then you just like all right I got you too man <laughs> so I just want to applaud your effort there because a lot of guys on that play would have probably just given up being so far away from the play but you and uh, Nate just kept coming man yeah Mr. Carson definitely emphasizes the if you're running from the opposite side like the TD saver like no matter what just give it your all and just make sure they don't score you never know oh. what's going to happen the next play. The worst case scenario, man, is uh, you sprint after the ball and they get in the end zone. The best thing is is uh, you prevent a touchdown. So yeah. uh, Nate and you tagged. I mean, and then uh, Ardwan seemed like he was a little injured here after this, a little banged up. You landed on him, which is always tough uh, from a guy from behind. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, I don't know. Stride for stride. I think Nate Curtis beat you stride for stride, man. But but I don't know. Silver medal ain't bad. You're pretty fast yourself, Tyler. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That play definitely hurt a lot. Um, I jumped on him, and then he rolled over me, and I just lost air there. I just like, oh. Oh, I could see it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. little, <laughs> little uh, out of, knocking the wind out of you for sure, man. Well, uh, well a great hustle play uh, indeed. And, uh, you know, they did score on the next play. But, um, yeah. you know, sometimes it's those little things that really add up over the course of a game. I thought it showed Orange that, we're not going away without a fight, even though they took the lead. And, uh, you know, that fighting spirit of, of Real Honda, even though you guys were trailing early, um, it, early, twice, really, the first score and then their second score, it didn't seem like it bothered you. You guys didn't hang your heads. You guys just stayed positive. Yeah, for sure. Going into halftime, we were down 13-8. But everyone just kept their heads held up. And locker room was uh, full of energy. Everyone was just ready to get back into the game. Well, I I, I want to say a, a big number that that uh, kind of spoke spoke to us spoke to the game last night, and that's zero uh, zero points for uh, Orange High School in the second half. Did you guys think you could? I mean, they they seemed like they were moving the ball pretty well. I mean, did you guys really think you could shut them out in the second half? That was pretty crazy. I wasn't sure, but Mr. Carson came in to the locker room, gave us a good defensive plan. It was. Uh, get the ball in second half, score, come back, make a stop, score again, and then just run that clock out as we do the best. Oh, man, no doubt. No doubt about that. And it was kind of like almost a repeat of last week's game where they scored quick. We go on these long drives, 
and then they'd score quick. And I thought, man, we're going to have more of that again this week. But the defense really tightened up. You guys had some uh, some sacks, some turnovers on downs, two turnovers, uh, Josh Curtis being involved, and then that game-sealing play. I got to ask you, Tyler, as, as a teammate of Josh's, man, do you think you could have done that? You could have had the game-winning pick six and run it in the end zone, especially would have been his first high school touchdown. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I could do that, man. I applaud Josh for his uh, for his unselfishness there. Oh, no, I definitely could have, not, could have done that. I probably would have taken it to the zone. But for Josh, man, that was very exciting for me. I got up, and I I saw him jump that pick. I, I got so excited. Um, I thought he was going to take it to the crib, but he was so unselfish knowing that if we just kneeled at the one, the game would have been over. And man, I love that guy. He's just yeah, very unselfish. Yeah. Now it seems like there's a lot of guys on this team, Tyler, who just they, they care about each other. You throw around the word brotherhood and everything, but I mean, there really is guys who don't care who gets the credit, whether it's Caden scoring touchdowns or Noah or Nate or whoever. Um, it's just like you always see high fives, pats on the helmet. Um, I mean, is that something that's talked about or just kind of understood? Like no one really cares who gets the credit as long as we, it's a we thing, not a me thing. I don't think anyone cares about the credit. We're just all happy that everyone gets to like contribute to whatever. And we all, we all get excited for them, hyped and everything. Yeah. I want to ask you about last week's uh, game, the first round game against St. Margaret's. Um, you know, they, they kind of pushed us around offensively. They scored quick. Um, you 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 had some frustrating moments in that game, you know, chasing around wide receivers. Uh, you were a little under the weather, although you're never going to give that as an excuse. Um, but you were able to make the game-saving play on the two-point try. Well, how did you kind of, I don't know, find the inner strength really when you kind of struggled a little bit throughout the game to then be like, all right, I, I'm going to make a play and, 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 you know, seal the game for us? Oh, um, Mr. Carson, uh, Coach Rocky, man, they gave me a little, a little talk, uh, keep my head up and everything. And then I remember that play. I was just getting burnt all game. It was like really bad. But number 11 lined up my side. And then I saw the QB like turn to his like left, gave like his receiver a little nod or something like that. And then that hitch route, they always gained like 15 yards off of it because I was just getting beat. So I just read that and I just passed the ball down. Everyone was getting hyped. And then Anderson, uh, funny funny thing was, um, what is that called? He got hyped, he jumped with me and then he took his headphone and like started hitting me with it because he got hyped and it broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Coach Lang, Coach uh, Anderson Lang? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is great. So, well, we were all fired up, man. And that's the thing about you, Tyler, is you're a guy that plays with a lot of emotion throughout the season when you've had interceptions or uh, touchdown catches. You know, you, you're you kind of a deep threat for real. You always have just so much uh, enthusiasm. I mean, uh, what is it about making plays and just being jacked up all the time? It was amazing. And knowing that your teammates are going to come and celebrate with you. Yeah. That is a that is great stuff. Well, it was an incredible win last night. Uh, another team win. Uh, man, what's it like going to the semifinals? I mean, you guys prepared all summer to have a good season, but has it sunk in yet that you guys are headed to the semifinals and for the first time at the highest division in Real Hondo history? It feels amazing. Um, I think we're prepared. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And speechless. Well, I've asked a few guys this, and um, 
you know, we, we got to, I mean, it's, it's important to talk about these things, you know, uh, the week uh, nine game against Brentwood where they came in and just took it to you guys uh, really destroyed. I mean, from start to finish, it was a no contest. And the first time you guys had faced some real adversity um, this year, was that a wake up call for you guys? Did you guys kind of realize, okay, we've been doing okay, but if we want to go to the next level, we got to fix a few things. Talk to me about the response of the team after that tough loss. Oh yeah, for sure. We came into the week um, against Brentwood, like not focused at all, messing around everything. And then it showed how we played, but next week against Campbell Hall, we bounced back, uh, putting up numbers. Yeah. And it's just, we just went through adversity and it just showed. Well, I think, uh, too, and it showed big time because when you play a team like St. Margaret's or Orange, who then comes out and they take it to you guys, you guys could have folded, but uh, you were like, no, we're not letting this happen again. So it's nice to see that you guys noticed kind of maybe there were some things you weren't doing correctly on or off the field. And it seems like you guys fixed those things and are kind of a little more focused here the last few weeks. Oh, yeah, for sure. We know it's win or go home, you know. So we got to also bring it to them and make sure. We're always on our best, focused and everything. You've mentioned Coach Carson a few times, but I, I want to talk about Coach Rocky Seto and how passionate he is. He loves you guys in the secondary. He loves everyone on this team. Uh, for His pregame speeches and prayers are rather intense and, uh, you know, also get the message at home that, you know, we play, we play for each other, but we play for Christ uh, as well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would, to me, when, when I hear him yell and scream and, and prayer, prayer for all, everybody, I just want to run a, through a wall for a guy. What's it like playing for Coach Rocky? Feels amazing knowing that he was a former Seahawks coach. Um, you learn so much from him. And I would say the best part is Monday morning or Monday afternoon talks after school. We all gather in the team room and he gives us like a 30 minute talk about Christ. And yeah, it feels amazing. He's a special person indeed, and uh, yeah, he's been a, such a huge uh, addition to uh, to the program. I want to ask you, uh, Tyler, about your sophomore class. You know, you guys, mostly all of you played on varsity last year as freshmen, and you guys have a large group of guys. This team is uh, made up of a lot of sophomores, a special group. Um, what was the experience like, I guess, as playing as a freshman last year on varsity, and then this year, your sophomore year, kind of just your class and the togetherness you guys have uh, into kind of you, for the next few years, you guys, if you stay intact, could really be something special here at Rio. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, last year, playing with Ryan, Cody, Zane, Anthony, um, all the senior guys felt amazing. Um, they just led the way, taught me many things like life lessons and everything. And now this year, we're just a year stronger, a year better. And like, yeah. Man, um, it, it, Go ahead. Oh, yeah. If we really stay together, we could be something special. And yeah, absolutely, man. And and talk to me about this year's seniors: uh, Josh Tafflinger, Colby uh, Johnson, uh, Matthew Brewer. Uh, who am I leaving? I'm leaving. Uh, oh, your quarters, uh, your your quarter, your quarterback, uh, um, Alex Mustaine. Um, you got, they they have really seemed like uh, they've taken that leadership role and stepped right in as as seniors uh, who have kind of just said, yeah, this is, uh, you know, we're, we're here and, uh, Hey guys, let's, uh, let's, let's lead the way and make this happen. Absolutely. They're great leaders. Um, they treat me like family, treat everyone like family. And 
just spending time outside of a football with them is just wonderful. Well, Tyler, what about uh, Care Youth League? Not everybody, you know, went go went to Care who goes to Rio, but a lot do. Um, you know, when did you start Care Youth League? Maybe some of who were your teammates or coaches, and and talk to me about what that experience was like. I started Care Youth League in kindergarten on the Cowboys with uh, Mr. Drain, Mr. Devin Drain. Um, I played with Elijah and Kalosia for the longest time, for forever now. Yeah, and like. Our bond together is just amazing. That's got to be awesome, man. Playing with, uh, I, I know what that's like, playing with some guys, uh, you know, as as a kindergartner or whatever you were, and then going all the way through. Now you guys are sophomores. Uh, yeah, so you guys are, are pretty tight then and have played a lot of ball together. Yeah, absolutely. The chemistry is definitely there. Um, and everyone else, too, like Yannick Diaz, uh, Jacob Gomez, Luen He. All the sophomore boys, we 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 may have not like played together, but we played against each other. So we know each other's like strength, strength <laughs> and like weaknesses. And we're always so competitive. It's amazing. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, you mentioned Devin Drain. I mean, he and I were classmates. Uh, we played against each other in care for years, and you know, became good friends. And so we always joke around on the side. That's fun watching you guys. What was he? What was Devo like as a coach? I, I gotta ask, man. My my good buddy Devin Drain. I had I had him in kindergarten. Don't remember much, but I did have him in a uh, seventh and eighth grade. Man, he was a great coach, great defensive coach. I remember um, we played Oaks Christian in eighth grade, and I was having a bad game until like the very end where the QB threw a ball and I picked it for the game-winning pick, and Mr. Dren just got really hyped and everything. Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, man, you guys have given us all a reason to be uh, very hyped throughout uh, throughout this season. Uh, some big plays, big moments last night, and uh, in the playoffs, we're excited, man. The semifinals are here, and uh, hey, you, Coach Carson said this last night. You know, enjoy this, but we're not done. Uh, you know, there's a lot of work to be had. You got a few more weeks of focus, and you know, hard work and all those things. So. Uh, it's going to be a fun ride. I want to ask you about number two. You always wear number two. One of my other good teammates, Bill Ritter, my classmate, who he watches you guys from up in Oregon, man. Uh, he wore number two all the time. So I got to ask you about the number two jersey. Has that always been uh, been your style or what? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think in second grade, um, my mom just put me on number two. <laughs> I don't really know. I just stuck with it throughout my just career, I guess. And, yeah, I just love the number. That's great, Every man. Deuce, D Deuce out yeah. there. Dose. Uh, you got any 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 nicknames, uh, Tyler? I've heard uh, I've heard Andy Chang uh, call you TD a few times, which is very fitting for football touchdown, right? Uh, uh, Coach Andy Chang or, or a teacher Andy Chang. Uh huh. He would. I would say Deuce. Andy Anderson would call me Deuce because he also wore number two. Um, Coach Ed, uh, call me T Dog. Okay. I don't know how that came about, but yeah. <laughs> hey, sometimes it just flows out, man. It's all good. Uh, you know, Mr. Chang, I know I hear him cheering for you a lot on the sideline. Did he was he your teacher or coach at one point? Yeah, uh he taught me in Pearl in fifth grade. That's when I first joined uh Pearl. Uh he was my coach for first and second grade. And yeah. That's cool, man. Hello, and uh real quick here, a few things about you, Tyler. Um uh, first of all, I guess, uh, wh where are you from? Where do you, where do you live? And, uh, 
And then tell me a little bit about you, some of the hobbies, things you like to do outside of football. Oh, I live in Rosemead. And things I like to do is uh, watch TV, play video games, hang out with friends. And I'll take my dog on a walk too. It feels amazing. Okay, but, uh, guys, shows, I should say. What is your, um, what, what shows, shows do you like? Ooh, shoot. Sports uh, guy, television. You said watch TV. You're a sports guy or, or TV show guy, probably, or movie guy. I would watch like sports games, whatever is on. Okay. Like, yeah. That's cool. And then you got a dog. What kind of dog you got? I got a Labrador. Uh, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. It's just random stuff. We like learning about the guys that we're rooting for every single week. Uh, and then finally, Tyler, if you would, man. Uh, two years of varsity football already as a sophomore. Um, talk to me about this real Hondo prep experience, what it means to you, maybe your family, just, um, you know, selling it to maybe other guys who are looking forward to it and just kind of what it means. Cause to us alumni who have gone through it all, we, um, it, it means so much to us and we just kind of want to know and, and live it through you guys again. So talk to me about what it's like playing football for real Hondo prep. The experience is amazing. The coaches, they're not just your coaches. They're also your family. They give you great life lessons. And if you're looking forward to coming to Rio, I would like 100% say come to Rio, play football with us. It's amazing. That's good stuff, man. Well, thanks for joining me today, Tyler. Uh, hey, man, another week to uh, play football for RHP. Stay focused. Uh, you know, as they said in the locker room, you know, don't do anything dangerous. No, no body surfing or skateboarding and stuff. You know, keep everyone healthy out there. And we can't wait to pull for you guys next week in the semifinal, man. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone stay safe and don't get injured. You should be ready by next week. Let's That's go. right, man. Heal up, stay focused. Let's go. Let's go. All right, Tyler. Tyler Dang, number two for Real Hondo Prep, sophomore wide receiver and defensive back. Thanks for joining me, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it has been quite the show today, a victory Saturday and a day where uh, we celebrate Real Hondo Prep advancing to the semifinals and the First time in school history at a division this high. So um, it's kind of cool thinking back to, you know, the eight-man days, even the six-man days before that, 50 years ago, Real Hondo's first CIF championship in 1973. And we talked about it in the summer, how cool it would be to, you know, maybe um, add to that uh, championship banner uh, collection we have in the Stiver Center with uh, with maybe a 15th banner up there. Um 50 years after our first one, it would be pretty cool. But uh, first things first, the semifinal matchup against the Vista Del Lago Ravens out in Moreno Valley this Friday. Um, one thing at a time, right? First thing, uh, first things first, and let, let's stay focused. And it's just been a special season. Uh, plenty of ups, a few downs, and some amazing moments the past couple of weeks here in the playoffs. And I, I speak for everyone when I I want to I want to see see it keep going. And you know it's hard not to get emotional and fired up on the sideline. And there was a moment in yesterday's game where I was like, man, if you don't have it, the victories aren't as meaningful. If you don't have that like moment, I won't say doubt, but just a moment where it's like, man, we might lose like they're, they're beating us. Right. It makes the victory so much better and sweeter. And I don't know, the energy comes out of me. I try to remain calm and be a calm guy, but um, man, I, I love this stuff. I love this team. I love uh, all the guys who've worn the Rio Hondo uniform before me and the guys I got to share the field with back in the day. And now 
getting to watch these young men carry on a tradition. It's uh, it's very special. And you guys know that who watch the podcast all summer, all season, kind of my, my goal and vision for this whole thing has been to promote the program and let everyone know that this is meaningful. This means something. It means so much more than just high school football. And you could see that with all the alumni who come back, the, the comments on social media and all the plays here um, on the podcast. It's um, There's nothing like it, as Dave Diaz said on our pregame show this week. There's just nothing like it. And um, I want to let the world know what Rio Hondo football is all about. And we're in the process of that. And these boys can make a lot of noise in uh, – I will. I won't say the next few weeks. We'll say just this week. Let's this this week first. Uh, I want to share something from with you guys to close the show today that I got from uh, one of the parents of um, a football team, uh, Mister Joshua Tafflinger Senior. I uh, was chatting with him briefly, and he sent me a text, and I asked him if I could say if I could say this on the show, and um, he said I could go for it. So uh, this was rather special from last night. He sent me a message and said, Matt, I wanted to share a story with you from last night. After the game, I was standing in front of the bleachers next to Anthony Hernandez. Anthony Hernandez, a senior from last year's football team. A gritty, uh, tough, tough guy. Uh, one of the heartbeat of the uh, football team last year. I was standing next to Anthony Hernandez and he had this look on his face. He looked at me and said, they're going to go all the way this year. I know it. I'm happy for them. Mr. Tafflinger saying again, writing this, I told him he had a great year last year too. He then said, quote, I can live through them this year. I'm happy for them. And, uh, his eyes were a little, a little watery, uh, and, uh, Mr. Tafflinger closed the message to me and said, it's so awesome to see alumni out there cheering for them and so proud of them. And uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, for so many of us, we don't get to put that uniform on again. We get to wear the t-shirts and cheer for the young men now wearing the helmets out there. And I'm sorry if you don't, if you're not driven to emotion sometimes by this stuff, if you're not driven to tears of joy and, and sadness at times, then maybe you just don't get it. But I think most people listening here, they understand how special this stuff is and what it means to so many people. And Anthony Hernandez, and now a member of the alumni as a senior last season, um, those, those first few years are the hardest to Anthony and to uh, everyone who, uh, you know, sang the alma mater for last time in a football uniform. First few years are the hardest. It gets easier. I won't say easy. It gets easier. And um, whether you've been an alumni for one year or uh, in my case, 22 years or uh, well, 21 years or it's been 20 years, 20 seasons, we'll say, or 40 years, um, it never leaves you. And like I've said before, you can root for your college teams, your pro teams. It doesn't mean as much. You can love those teams. They're never going to love you back. Rojondo's given me a lot. 
and really helped me and so many things in my life that I didn't know it at the time. And it's just a privilege and an honor to be able to talk here on the podcast, express some emotions and rally so many people. And it's you guys. People thank me all the time, but it's it's you guys. It's you listeners. It's you alumni. It's you parents out there who at one point will no longer have a kid on the team. But you love this so much. I guarantee you, you're going to be coming back for years. And I hope that's just because you don't have a son playing anymore. Doesn't mean you don't come out on Friday nights. Maybe not the whole season, but, you know, a couple games a year. So... We're proud of these boys and everything they're doing, but it really is a real Hondo family. It's the players, the coaches, families, the alumni. And for those alumni that are out of state, out of the country, who can't you know, make the games in person, to know that they are cheering, that they are being touched by the podcast, and it's reaching so many people, and we're rallying together, it, it's, uh, it's really special to me and to everyone involved. And you know, I can promise you at some point in the season, as uh, the season is winding down one way or another, there's going to be tears, tears of joy, tears of sadness. I don't think there'll be any tears of regret. I think when you pour your heart into something like our boys are doing, the coaches are doing, families are doing, like I'm doing, you can't help but get emotional about it. If you care about something so much and win or lose, I'm going to be proud of this team um, and they continue to inspire me and, and lift my spirits and to just not want this to end. So congratulations, gentlemen, on the second round victory. You're not done yet. Keep playing hard. We'll be pulling for you. And I uh, can't wait to see what you guys do, the emotions you rise out of all of us here uh, in the next week and hopefully beyond. Real Hondo Prep in the semifinals. We need everybody there who can get there Friday night, seven o'clock Vista Delago high school out in Moreno Valley. Let's make the no Let's make some more noise and show Riverside County, Southern California, the country and the world. What real Hondo prep football is all about. God bless the cares. God bless the parents and all you guys. I appreciate everything you guys do. You make my job a lot of fun. And it continues to be an honor to do this podcast each and every week. Look for a lot of content this week. Probably multiple shows. Definitely a lot of social media stuff. It's the semifinals. It's a special time. We're stepping up the game here on the podcast. Much like I'm asking you guys as fans to step it up. Uh, and to do your part. And the players, we, we expect a lot from them. And the coaches too, right? So let's do this. The time is now. The place is here. Real Hondo Prep Football in the semifinals. Let's keep it going. We'll see you guys throughout the week. Rest up. Rest that voice. I know I need to, but I'm going to have plenty of uh, episodes and content. So uh, we'll just have to dig a little deeper. Thank you to everyone out there for tuning in, for being uh, a part of this proud, proud tradition. And guys, as always, as we wrap things up, whether you're a player, coach, family member, alumni, whoever you are, Real Hondo Prep Football, it's all about being humble in victory and gracious in defeat because we always have a charge to keep. A charge to keep I have, a God to glorify, a never-dying soul to save, 
and fitted for the sky. Arm me with jealous care, as in thy sight to live. And, O oh, thy servant, Lord, prepare a strict account to give.